0: Hi, and welcome to Popcorn Takes, a pop culture podcast featuring movies, media, books, etc. I'm Marsha. And I'm Mike. And today we are talking about Reptile 2023.
1: Ah, we finally made it to the modern year in movies. (laughs) I guess we we, we did watch Barbie, so that's a a modern
0: one. We've had other ones. Uh, You Hurt My Feelings was a modern one. It was just released this year.
1: Okay. I thought it was 2022.
0: No. But we and we watched Air. We've had a couple of yeah. There
1: you go. All right. So, all
0: right. Um. Uh. This. I don't know how to synopsize this story without <laughs> giving anything away.
1: It's sort of got the same problem as Third Man, right? It's right. A, it's a mystery where if you really, if you're gonna synopsize it, I don't know. It's a crime thriller. It's a it's a mystery. If you're into crime thrillers and mysteries, um, you know check it out. I I I, agree. I don't think you can, you know, Benicio del Toro, Justin Timberlake, Alicia Silverstone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who's got thick?
0: <laughs> what was that comment about?
1: <laughs> no, uh, who, uh, who else was in there? Um Hook from uh, The Wire is in it. Okay. It's Wally. So Yeah, Wally. It's uh so, I don't
0: I've never watched The Wire, so I don't know uh, who Huck is. I always is.
1: forget. Uh yeah, so uh how many popcorns do you wanna start out?
0: Um you know, I this is hard for me to rate this. Um uh, I'm gonna say a four.
1: I went with a four also. Okay. I think it's a solid four, um, but I like this genre. Yeah. So, I could also understand if people not... If you're not into crimes and thrillers and mysteries, it's a lot. It's hard. You've got to follow the movie. It's not one you can sort of space out about and catch back up
0: in. Yeah. So... That was harder for me while writing notes to catch little details because while you're writing, you're looking down. (laughs) So, um, again... Uh, it would serve us better if I were if we watched the movie twice, but we just don't have time for that.
1: <laughs> I, I thought it wrapped itself up well at the end.
0: I agree. So. I, I I agree. I I have some questions about some of the. We'll get to 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 it, but um, some of the imagery, some of the um, intention of the imagery and, and and all that, but you know we'll get to it.
1: Yeah, I I thought um. You know what's interesting about this? This, uh, because it's available on the, it's a Netflix movie. Um, what I found interesting about it is its review, so I kind of formulate my own opinion. And then I looked at Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I so didn't
0: look at it anything, it's
1: got a really high audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but only 43 on critics.
0: Really interesting,
1: yeah, much mm. higher audience score than I guess what critic, maybe. Critics aren't into it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe.
0: critics are mad at Justin Timberlake.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe. All
0: right. Well.
1: So it, I, I, I. It's guess, a weird
0: week to be reviewing a Justin Timberlake movie with everything that's been coming out with the Britney Spears stuff. So.
1: Oh, I haven't. I haven't been kept up on that. Oh no. So all right. Well. Uh, <laughs> spoilers ahead. I guess for the Britney Spears memoir as well as. Maybe that'll be our next review. We'll have to Oh, you
0: wanna you wanna read the Britney Spears memoir?
1: Now you know I low-key love some Britney.
0: Uh, I love Britney. And, I I I you know, I
1: dig her kinda crazy.
0: <laughs> and Michelle Williams is um the narrator for her book. Oh really? Yeah, she's not gonna narrate her own book. She's she decided that's it was, slightly disappointing. Well, I think that it was um according to her statement is that it's enough. It was traumatic enough reliving it to write, write it. the book. I can understand that. And she doesn't want to have to read it.
1: I, You know what? Fair enough. If I want to hear it in Britney's voice, I'll read the book. Yeah. And just play it in my head.
0: In your head, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that wasn't a dig at Alicia Silverstone. I, she looks good in the movie.
0: Okay, I was going to say, like... Let
1: me clarify. Let me clarify. I didn't mean that in a negative light. Um, no, I, I don't... Our clueless
0: I, I, queen maybe Yeah. Maybe a little woo-woo, but I I appreciate her. Yeah,
1: no, no, I didn't mean it in a bad way. She's aged really well. I think she's the same age as I am. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So I, I didn't so I didn't mean that in a negative light. She okay. uh yeah, I've I've always she was like the it girl when I was growing up. Yeah. You know, during that era of clueless what was the what was the girl or the other girl from Clueless? that died.
0: Brittany Murphy?
1: Yeah, Brittany Murphy. But
0: Brittany Murphy wasn't the hot girl in Clueless.
1: Well, but in real life she was good looking. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... you She did a really good job acting in that movie to portray herself in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, on with the reptile review. We digress.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, So, we open on uh, Justin Timberlake. His character's name is Will. We don't know that at this point, but I'm just going to fill you in because y'all know my pet peeve about names not being revealed (laughs) early enough and he's with a woman um i wrote wife question mark it's not his wife it's his girlfriend and they are getting a house ready to sell uh the pool is gross and he tries to fool around but then she turns him down and then he gets kind of irritated he's like you always like to fool around in the nice houses and she's (laughs)
1: like no thanks shut down
0: Um, So he's getting ready for a conference where he's a speaker. It's a real estate conference. And uh, she doesn't go to the conference. When he gets home, he's mad at her. She says, oh, I I fell asleep. And he's like, that's not good enough. So they have an argument. Um, The next day, she is cleaning that same house that they're getting ready to sell. And she finds a snake skin in the sunroom. Uh, And then... She texts him to come to the house that they're, prope- that house, uh, that they're preparing to sell. Mm-hmm. And when he comes in, he finds her mutilated body upstairs in the bedroom. Yikes. So we jump to a different group, and they're meeting at a restaurant. Now, um, this group includes Benicio Del Toro, who is Tom, and Alicia Silverstone, who is his wife. And I don't think I ever got her name. Um, at all in the movie. So, I don't know what her name was supposed to be in the
1: movie. <laughs> uh, Tom's wife? Yeah. Uh, is it Alice? Is it? I think.
0: You might want to look it up. I'll look it up. Okay. Um, so anyways, they're meeting with a group and when I first saw this group together and with the accents and everything, I thought that we were looking at some kind of mob group.
1: It did did sort of cast that way it did and it sort of came through that way
0: well that's a huge spoiler early on in our podcast um so uh one of the guys at the table gets up from the table and he gets a call and you can tell it's not good news and uh our our main guy tom benicio del toro tom uh, uh
1: judy Judy. Judy Nichols. Okay, see,
0: I told you, they didn't really, the whole time, they don't really give her a name. So, anyways, um, so, Tom is looking at his, um, friend, and we'll find out later, his name is Alan, and he's looking at Alan, who is also his captain, uh, and his, uh, kind of partner, they have, he kind of works with a couple of different guys, he's, we find out he's a police detective. And the call that he got was uh, to a case. Uh, They found the, since it was the murdered body of the other girl. And, um, on the way there, Alan tells Tom that he got news last week from the doctor that he has MS. So he says, I'm not going to die on you. I'm just letting you know. So that's what we got going on. Um, Oh geez, where am I at? So, uh, they find they talk to a witness, and the witness says that a man with a she says that she saw a man drive up, and uh, a man with a limp walked in, and she said she was smoking a cigarette. She's a caretaker for one of the homes nearby, and the movie focuses on a man in the crowd who looks kind of strange. And then we see uh, Justin Timberlake, Will, in the interrogation room. And Tom is interviewing him. And uh, Will and Summer. Summer's the girl who was murdered. Were together for a year and a half. He goes on about how he wanted to marry her. But she was still married. So we find out that her, uh, her ex, Sam Gifford, is... Is legally still her I guess he'd be her estranged husband yeah so they take Will's DNA and then they ask him if he'll do a polygraph down the road he says yes and then uh, there's a press conference and the weird guy from the crowd is also at the press conference we find out that summer was stabbed 33 and a half times and then the knife got stuck in her pelvis they recovered a blonde hair on the body and um, they use the footage from a neighbor to see what the car was. And initially, they think the car is a Buick Lesabre, but they notice that it's and they don't—they're not 100% sure on the color. Um, they're like, "Is it purple? Is it blue? Um, like, yeah, what's going on here?" And but they do mo- notice that there's a missing hubcap. And um, Tom tells the other detective, "Oh, so when they're at..." Um, Summer and Will's house they're there to investigate more and they're looking through all their stuff and all that so Tom tells the other younger detective, not Alan uh, and I never caught his name either <laughs> um, he tells them that he he loves the kitchen and uh, he uh, is fascinated with their faucet so um, the they find out later that the ex-husband uh, is on camera's um, secretly cutting off women's hair. He's on a bus camera. They caught him, and he's cutting off this woman's very hair.
1: creeperish.
0: Yeah, and and in this bus, he's cutting off this woman's long blonde hair. Apparently, he uses it for his art. So uh, when they go to interview him, uh, Tom and the the younger guy go to Dan. Dan, okay. When Tom and Dan go to visit the ex-husband and interview him, he says he went fishing alone on the time that she was gone. Or the time that she was murdered. And um, he does have paint on his hand as they're asking him about that. And then he gets spooked and he lawyers up and shuts the door on them. So then Tom goes square dancing with his wife, Judy and uh Alan and some of the other guys from the dinner the other night right and then his, Dan he's talking to a Dan at work later and Dan says that he doesn't want to get married um, and then they find out that Summer didn't get paid for six of her sales so they're trying to find out if this was motive for something
1: yeah sort of odd for a real estate agent to never get a commission when they're selling homes. Right.
0: So they go to ask Will and his mom because the company that Will, Will owns the real estate company that he works for and his mom owns it as well. Yeah. And so um, Will and his mom, uh, Camille is her name, I think, and um, say that the money went straight into an investment property to avoid taxes and she gives the name of the property, and she says they never touch it. And then uh, Camille owns the house that Will lives in. So the house that he was living in with, or was it the house that they were prepping to sale that she was murdered in? I can't remember. They said the, They said the property address, and she said, I own it.
1: Yeah, I got kind of confused in the houses.
0: Yeah, because, like... It was a lot of different houses. Yeah, and they weren't clear on which address was what. Like, we were supposed to know which address was went to which property. So, yeah. Camille either owns the house that Will and Summer live in.
1: I think that's how I took it, that she owned the house they lived in.
0: Or she owns the property that they were listing to sell. Yeah. But, which also could have been it, because they went... They got all those properties. Yeah, that's true. Okay, anyways. So... Uh, The weird guy from the crowd shows up with mail to Will's house that accidentally showed up at his house. Uh, We all know it didn't accidentally show up at his house.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, He tries, he he asks Will, you remember who I am? And Will says, no. (laughs) No. And then he tries to force himself inside the house. And uh, Will eventually... Gets him out and shuts the door and and all that. But we find out later, Will knows exactly who he is.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Summer's cell phone was pinged at a location that she sold 14 months ago. 45 minutes east of where they found her body. So Tom goes to the location and he finds the paint that was on her hand at the time that she was murdered. And he also finds... A blonde guy there. And um, the blonde guy denies recognizing her. He doesn't...
1: Yeah. You think he might be part of the plot, but then yeah. he just sort of disappears from the rest of the movie.
0: He's a red herring. So, um, the hair... We find out that the hair on the body was a wig. So then that kind of cancels him out anyways. Unless he was wearing a toupee. I guess that was possible, but... Possible. Um, Alicia Silverstone, sorry, Judy, uh, (laughs) says that the car is not a Buick LeSabre. It's a Chrysler Imperial.
1: That's right. She used to have one.
0: And she's the one that says, and it's grape, purple grape. And so they're like, okay. Um, But she's just talking to Tom, obviously, because... He brings a lot of his work home, and she—they talk about it a lot. But she is the niece of Alan, also, so everything—they're all really entrenched together. Uh, so Will is holding Summer's funeral, and Tom—there's uh, this guy uh, who is at the funeral too, but we don't know who he is. We never sort get to—yeah, the s- we never get to see his face. Will goes after him, but doesn't end up catching up with him. So, we are to believe that it's either the weird guy or the ex-husband. We don't yeah.
1: know. Weird guy Eli.
0: Yeah, but we, we will learn his name later. But, yes, his name is Eli. Um, Tom is in the car at the funeral. So, he's, you know, a lot of times they say killers a lot of times go and revisit their crime scenes. Or they'll go and they'll try to insert themselves into the case in some kind of way. So, he's there kind of staking out the sea You know, he knows it's her funeral. He's there just kind of to be there. Um, so, Will goes to talk to Tom. And he tells them about the weird guy. And he knows the guy's name. He's Eli Phillips. Uh, apparently, they bought... His mom and him bought the property from Eli's family. And then his father committed suicide after they bought his property. Um, he does say that... Will does say that um, he was kind of forced into it. So we're to assume that it was some kind of financial distress that the family was in so they had to sell. And then the father took his own life. And so that was Eli's father. Uh, They get Summer's call log and they find out that she called to try to get the DEA's number uh, for the narcotics division or uh, line or whatever. Uh, But she never followed up. And then uh, they visit Eli to question him about Summer. Eli has a weird limp. So we are to assume that maybe he was there the day that Summer got killed. Yeah. Uh,
1: He's turned full stalker mode on Will and that has a real axe to grind per se with that family.
0: He also weirdly knows a lot about Tom. Uh, We find out from Eli that Tom's old partner got busted for corruption. And Eli's like, you were partners with him for six years. You didn't know?
1: Didn't say anything. You didn't?
0: Yeah. Like, implying that Tom did know and was covering for him. But we find out from Judy's recollection that um, Tom was the one who turned on him and gave evidence against him because he got harassed afterwards. Yeah. She said that they, they, uh, people from the department started carving into her glass windshield rat and stuff like that. And so um, she said it was extremely hard for them while they, he was going through that.
1: I didn't think he had provided evidence for them.
0: I thought it was implied that he did because he, he was the one getting all the grief. Yeah. From well,
1: the I'll, I'll I'll let you go on because I there's a there's a part toward the end where I think it clarified that, but okay. go ahead. I All don't right. want to. I don't want to jump that far ahead.
0: Um, Eli says that Will Grady killed Summer, and he says that he didn't threaten Will, which is which is where you get Eli being an um, unreliable narrator because he definitely tried to force his way inside the house, and that is a threatening act. Yeah. For so sure. even if you didn't say the words, right, you were still being threatening. Yeah. To a person, so, um, so then they try to get a DNA swab from Eli, but then he gets cagey about it.
1: Yeah.
0: So um, later they make the the all the police officers are sitting around and they start making bets on whose DNA is going to pop yeah. on Summer.
1: Yes, because apparently she had. Relations, relations, and there was residual body fluids in her.
0: Yes. Um. So a friend of so we saw early on. I didn't put this in the notes. We saw early on. Uh, Summer was going to go swim at the pool or something. Uh, I'm assuming it's some kind of wreck pool or something. She's in the locker room. She's talking to a friend then. Yeah. And she says, her friend says, she's explaining a dream to her friend. And her friend says, maybe you're just afraid you're going to get caught. And that's all we hear from that. So, I didn't write that down. And then the police did interview her, but she wasn't helpful at all. So, I didn't write that down. Well, the friend comes back in. To the the scene here, and she tells the police that um, that Summer was still seeing her ex-husband. Yeah. And she says that she didn't say anything originally because her ex-boyfriend didn't want her to talk to the police. Yeah. And
1: he was a dealer.
0: Yes, they worked together, and he says, "What kind of work?" And she said, "Selling heroin and coke." So Sam and her friend's ex-boyfriend were dealing drugs. And she didn't... Well, while she was still with that guy, he said not to talk to the police. And so she didn't. But now, I guess they're not together. So she's coming forward with information. Yeah. So they do a walkthrough with Will at the house where Summer was killed. And um, when they do the walkthrough... Um, oh. Um, so they do the walkthrough. He, he seems okay. He's, he's rattled, but he's not distraught. I was thinking about this while, while I didn't write any of it down but like especially initially when they're interviewing him in the room after they find her body. Um, I understand what they're doing. I know why they're doing it but the idea of, of going through like your s- girlfriend, wife, whatever being murdered and then them being like we need to take your DNA is so... I can imagine that would be so difficult. You know what I mean? You're already going through something traumatic. and then, But isn't
1: it the significant other like half the time? Well,
0: that's the reason why I said I know, I know why they do it. But it's one of those things where like if the person is innocent, then they're going through an extremely traumatic thing. And then on top of that, you're like, oh, by the way, let me get your DNA. <laughs> so anyways... Um,
1: but isn't that why they offer them the drink and stuff? That way they can just get yeah, it off of
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, how they
1: caught the Golden State Killer.
0: Well, no, they caught him because he they had a relative. Well, and he had a relative that yeah. did a DNA family history thing, and it popped. So. Yeah,
1: never do those DNA tests. I've
0: already done one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I even posted something on, I don't know, so some kind of social media and said... Hey, family members, just letting you know, if you do a murder, your DNA is already in the system. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, so they did a, um, while they're there, they get a call about the DNA. The DNA has popped, it is the ex-husband. And so they go to arrest the ex-husband. He admits that he was still sleeping with Summer, and that's why his DNA was there. Um, He asked to go to the bathroom, so him and Dan go to the bathroom and apparently he takes dan's gun and
1: shootout yeah
0: a shootout ensues um he is trying to get out the window while him and tom are firing shots back and forth and um he gets them uh but he he still was able to run out and around to the shed he dies in the shed yeah and so, um, when they're searching his house, they find 13 kilos of heroin in the house. So, um, they, they take Tom's gun and they tell him to call his rep and, um, put
1: but, him in for a medal.
0: Yeah. But they are, um, pinning the murder on Sam.
1: Yeah, So they say Sam killed his ex-wife, some, or, or estranged wife, I think would yeah. be a better term than yeah. ex-wife is strange. Although I guess she's not really that strange.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> his wife? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean I guess. It's a very confusing
0: relationship. Very there. confusing. Um, but for Tom it doesn't feel like it adds up. He doesn't feel like this is the answer. Um, but Tom's captain says that his his urine test came back clean and then says but next time, shoot him in the front, uh, not in yeah, the back. Yeah, not
1: in the back. It's easier
0: to explain. Yeah. And then um, Will is at a bar, and some ladies hit on him. Um, and then he's talking to one particular girl after a while, and he admits that he didn't tell the police that he knew that his, that Summer was sleeping with her ex.
1: Old Justin, getting around.
0: Yeah. Well, hmm. He's bringing sexy back. He needs to leave sexy
1: alone. <laughs> um, a good-looking man. Well,
0: and anyways, so he puts the girl in the car at the end of the night, and he says, "Get her home safe," to the driver. And then um, Tom is watching his wife talking to the contractor. He he is suspicious. He has thoughts. Um, so, Tom goes to therapy, um, which is mandatory for the situation he was in with work and all that. Um, he does get back to work. He gets cleared through therapy and he does get back to work. And then um, Tom is playing poker with his friends, uh, Wally and Dan, and the guys from the beginning of the story. And Dan's the other detective, the younger one. Um, and then I get this This is the place where I start to get really sketched out by Wally Wally's got this side business that's called Active Duty something
1: yeah
0: um, and he keeps on trying to get Tom to come work for him at Active Duty whatever the name of the place is but also he's offering Tom his expensive watch then he's offering Tom a girl to sleep with at the party I mean, it's just, it's weird vibes, man. And Tom is like, man, I'm married. And he's like, nobody has to know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he's.
1: Yeah, you can tell he's trying to push him to do something.
0: Yeah. He's given off the vibes that I got early on about mobster. This He's given off those same mobster vibes here. It's not.
1: Yeah, old Detective Wally is sort of, you sort of pick up that he.
0: He's dirty. Yeah,
1: because I think he's supposed to be the narcotics officer on the police force. Yeah, Yeah, and, you know, it's funny because... so that's Dominic. Why do the
0: narcotics officers always end up being the dirty ones? Well,
1: I think they're they're supposed to be, because I think that's a fine line that they walk a lot of times. Because they don't
0: want to appear too clean cut so they can yeah. get into where they need to get into, but then they get wound up in the stuff because and, and it's and that, so available.
1: And what's funny is that character is played Dominic Lombardosi. Lombardo, uh-huh. Yeah, that's, so that's the guy from The Wire. Uh-huh. And that's like... I don't know if he get, he gets typecast as that.
0: As the Dirty Cop? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, he plays it well. <laughs> he does, but, like,
1: I, I feel like he's one of those people that, like, is almost the same in so many movies and shows. So
0: Benicio yeah, Del Toro yes. is perfectly cast for this because... Yes. He he toes that fine line and, of like you think he could be dirty, but he also but could he be good. Also
1: plays that same. I you know, I think Benicio del Toro plays the same character in a lot of his movies. Too. Yeah, I mean because you know from all the way back in the usual suspects, on down the line, you know 21 Grams he was in. What, what was it uh, Sicario? I think he was in. Like he's sort of that same. Vibe. So yeah, I I kind of like this one because he seemed a little more like a person. Yeah, uh, like you know.
0: Yeah, because when I've seen him in, um oh yeah. gosh, when he, he was in, oh what's the movie, the Sin City.
1: Yes, he's yeah, he like played Jackie Boy in Sin City.
0: Yeah, so he's like yeah, like real evil in that one. Yeah. So it's like okay, like I so he's he I'm I'm used to seeing him him play dirty cop and also like just. He can, he does that look so well that that look like he's got evil intent, you know. Yeah,
1: I thought he was really good in this, and I and actually I like Alicia Silverstone's character. I yeah. really I really thought she she played a really good she, role.
0: A really good supportive wife. Yeah, yeah,
1: and and I mean you know to the point of you know she was helping him through all his stuff, and, mm-hmm. but I thought you know again she's she played it. She I thought her character was, and I thought she played it really well in, throughout the movie. So.
0: Yeah. All right, so um, where am I at? Oh, so his older partner, Alan, um, he says that they're, or or the captain, he says that they're going to give him an award. Um, he was at this point in time, no, not at this point in time. Um, he says, uh, so Tom says he doesn't want an award for killing Gifford. And, um, Alan says, you're not getting the award for killing Gifford. You're giving the award... You're getting the award for saving Dan.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so he takes the work home to make sure the marks on Summer's hands, he thinks they might be teeth marks. Yeah. Somebody else mentioned that earlier too, but everybody kind of brushed that person off. Yeah. And then the more he started thinking about it, the more he was like, I think they are teeth marks. And so he ends up putting the, the, the picture of each of her hands side by side...
1: Like they were tied their tape together.
0: Or like she was being defensive, like having them up together to defend, to shield herself. And there are, um, it does, it looks like bite marks. And so, um, him, this is one of those sections where his wife, Judy, is helping him, you know, they're looking at it together. Yeah. He, he, he has her do the, the hands up and then he bites her hands to see if it, uh, just to see if it looks like the same thing on Summer's You know, so they're, they're, they're walking through it. They're, you know, comparing. Again, Judy, very supportive yeah. wife. Um, so he wants to compare them to Sam's teeth to make sure that it was Sam. And um, Will is showing the house again. And these people that he's showing the house to are just freaks. Just <laughs> weirdos. They're, there, they're looky-loos. They're only there to, to see where Summer was killed and to take pictures because they get off on it. It's weird. And then Will freaks out on them and makes them leave, which is a normal response. Um, then Tom and uh, Alan, the captain, go to a shooting range. And ca- the captain, Alan, is having a hard time shooting the, the, the target correctly because of his M.S.
1: Yeah, he can't qualify.
0: So, Tom shoots the target for him from the other lane.
1: And the, uh... Yes, and, and it's sort of a wink and a nod because the guy yeah. doing the test knows and says, Good job, Captain. Yeah. And so they're just letting...
0: And then he out. nods at Tom afterwards. They know. Yeah. They know. So, um... <clears throat> uh, they, they find out that the teeth marks... They do, ma- they do a, an impression of Sam's teeth to try to see if it matches up with the teeth marks on Summer... They find out that the teeth marks on Summer did not go deep enough to to make a a real impression to be able to understand if it was Sam or not. So, um, you know, they ask Tom, are you willing to let this go now? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay, fine. Um, But then Tom gets a call about vandalism at Will and Camille's office. And so um, Tom leaves to go investigate that. Somebody through a chair, through the front door. And, um, and then at the same time that he's investigating this, there's a noise at Tom's house and his wife is home alone. And then the doorbell starts ringing. Yeah. So it's kind of ominous. Uh, we leave that Tom is getting home and he sees water leaking everywhere from the backyard. And so he goes to open the fence and he sees his wife training a gun on Eli.
1: Yeah.
0: And there's a hole in their pool.
1: Yeah, it sort of meant to convey that she's going to get killed. Yeah. But then plot twist, she had a she uh, was she had a pistol. Girlfriend
0: home. is strapped. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. She uh, well, I mean, right? Because her her uncle is Alan.
0: Yeah. The the poli- so other she, police she, detective. Can, so it,
1: it's kind of obvious throughout that she's grown up in a police family. She yeah. Married a police officer. She conveys sort of that tough.
0: The toughness and also the intelligence of investigation. That's why yeah, Tom's always taking stuff to her to look at.
1: Yeah, you can tell she's sort of been in this world for a long time, and not a whole heck of a lot, kind of phases her. Yeah. So you know, she sort of portray comes off in the beginning, and then you realize throughout the movie, she's a lot, you know, yeah. tougher of a character than what, what you know, she's not just a pretty face. Yeah, definitely.
0: And. Um, So, Eli is arrested, but while he's being arrested, he's telling Tom, look into whitefish assets. Yeah. And he, because while he was at home, he had been watching TV and he saw this guy getting busted for 13 kilos of heroin, again.
1: Which is the same amount they found on the ex-husband.
0: And this guy used to work for Camille. There's a picture of him in his construction outfit behind camille so eli is putting things together eli is a little bit off his rocker but he is putting things together he's got it also he hates the grady's
1: he's got a real unibomber vibe yes, to him, but yes. instead of bombs he's doing all this internet research and putting two and two together
0: yeah exactly so um you know they arrest him he goes to jail um Tom is being followed, he notices, but he, um, you know, the car goes around him and he just brushes it off. And I,
1: Eli also slipped him a left a uh, thumb drive there.
0: Oh, was that Eli's thumb drive? Oh, yes. Okay,
1: alright. Eli put all the information on a thumb drive and left it there, because okay. Tom picks it up after he gets arrested. See, that's, I
0: didn't notice desk. it because I was no- and writing notes. So, yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> um, so, uh... Tom starts investigating. He starts looking around. Yeah, he
1: starts digging through that thumb thumb drive, and he's put together all the list of houses that they bought and sold, and all of them are from Hmm. asset foreclosures. Well,
0: Whitefish is no longer a thing. It's a closed business. However, they only had a P.O. box on file. But when they trace the P.O. box, it's registered to active duty, whatever the name of that business is. Wally's business. Yeah. So now Tom knows Wally is involved. And then he goes to he goes to go look at the 13 kilos that they find. Well, the 13 kilos look exactly like the 13 kilos. The 13 kilos for the new bust look exactly like the 13 kilos from Sam Gifford's bust. They have the same tape that is this like Christmas themed washi tape or whatever that tapes them up. Which is like, if you're a criminal, wouldn't you know better than to put like a distinctive tape on your stuff? But whatever. Anyways, then when Tom asks about seeing the other 13 kilos from Sam Gifford's mm-hmm. case, they say, oh, uh, they've been signed out for disposal. And he said, who signed them out? This Wally. Yep. So, we get back and, um, we, we, uh, are square dancing again, and Peter the contractor shows up to square dancing. <laughs> and, uh, Judy walks off to go talk to somebody, and Tom basically says, are you willing to die for this?
1: Uh, well, he had seen her laughing and giggling with him in yeah. the truck earlier in the movie, yes. so he didn't like how close they were. Yes they were getting
0: but his threat was to peter yes because he's like you came here yeah to square dancing and then he says are you willing to die for this Yep. <laughs> how far are you willing to go you willing to die <laughs> and peter's like what are you talking about he's like oh you're cute I'm gonna act like you don't know what i'm talking about yeah so he never outright says it but he implies enough to be like back off and so, when Judy comes back, Tom acts like he has never said anything to Peter at all. And then, she asks him to dance. And Tom says, oh, I'm a little tired. Why don't, why don't, why don't you go dance with Peter? And Peter says, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and so, then Tom's like, well, you know what? You got me, babe. And then, they go dance. And so, we don't see Peter again. <laughs> and then... Um, So, Will breaks into Eli's house. Eli's gotten back from jail. And he's, like, getting himself some food. And somebody breaks into his house. Well, it's Will. And he says that he knows that Eli broke into his office. So, Will knew that Eli was the one who threw the chair through the window. And that Will stole, or that Eli stole something. Well, apparently Eli stole that thumb drive. That's not his thumb drive. That was Will's thumb drive.
1: yeah, that's when he went to the office and broke the windows to get.
0: Yep. And so then a third person comes in uh, that Eli knows. Will says, "I think you know, I think you know each other. We never see that third person's face. It's assumed to be Wally. Yes, it is assumed to be Wally. And then Wally comes in the next day to work, and he is using song lyrics to basically threaten Tom. And um, it's weird. Uh, it's a veiled threat, not so thinly veiled for anybody who knows what's going on. Yeah, I think
1: Wally at that point realized Tom has put together that they're planting drugs in houses and then seizing them and then the Whitefish is selling them.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that, you know, that's what Summer was going to report to the DEA.
0: Yep, and anybody that gets in their way also gets drugs planted gets on them. drugs the,
1: and they get or busted murdered. or murdered. Yeah. So. The question is, how deep does it run at this point? Who's right. Involved?
0: Exactly. Um, so Tom goes to visit Eli, and Eli's not there, and there is a empty thing of bleach in the sink. So he's like,
1: implying they cleaned up the murder scene.
0: Uh huh. Um, and we never hear from Eli again. Nope. Never hear. Don't ever know what happens to Eli. Nothing. Disappeared him. He's gone. Um, so, Will walks into the same restaurant that Tom and Judy are at with his new girlfriend and his mom and another couple. And I guess they're there having a business meeting or they're at least, they're at least talking business. Tom does go up to say hi. Um, and then the next day, uh, Tom shows up to Eli's listing and Eli's there and Eli... Sh- not Eli. Will. Tom shows up to Will's listing and Will goes in to show them around, and then um, they're downstairs in the basement, and, um, and then, no, they go back upstairs. They go back upstairs to see something yeah. else, and then uh, Tom texts this number that was on the call log for summer, and Will's phone goes off, and then Will shoots them. And then we find out it's a dream.
1: <laughs> he wakes up.
0: Now, this part was kind of silly to me, only because of the fact that, like, because uh, th- apparently there was this one number that Summer called 18 times the day that she died. And um, so I kind of thought if it was Will's number, it's easily explainable because they were together. So, but you seem to think that that's still suspicious. A little
1: bit. But, I mean, I, I, I did think the dream sequence was a little silly.
0: Yeah, I did I not it. like. The I don't. Dream I don't
1: like it when movies do that. No,
0: I don't either.
1: I was watching something else and they did that same thing. I did like-
0: thought I saw a gun in the back of um, Will's belt when they were down in the basement, but I was like, no, Will wouldn't be carrying a gun. And then, but then, I guess he was at least in the dream.
1: Yeah,
0: interesting. But um, yeah, no. It was a dream sequence. I do. I also hate dream sequences. I don't. I think it's a. um, It's a cheap. A cheap. uh, What do you call that? Device. A a cheap storytelling device. Yeah. I agree. So. um, Then they are all at a luau party for Alan. Because it's his birthday. And Wally asks Tom why he's avoiding him. And Tom says, "I'm not avoiding you." And he says, "Well, you
1: didn't even say hello." You haven't me.
0: said. And he says, "Hello." <laughs> and then they hug. And then they kind of go their separate ways. And um, Tom goes upstairs to talk to Alan. And Alan says, "Oh, you're getting the medal." And Tom is on the verge of pulling out the thumb drive to show um, to show Alan. And uh, Wally walks in, so he hides it again and um, then they go then Tom goes to the garage to get a beer and he sees there's a car under a tarp in the garage and he's suspicious so he pulls the tarp back and it's a Chrysler Mm -hmm. a Chrysler Imperial and it's been painted
1: Yep.
0: but he pulls back he opens the hood, he pulls back some of the batting from underneath the hood, and he sees the original great purple color. And then Alan walks in, and he says uh, that he's storing it for someone. And he says, you don't want to get involved in this, let's just go back inside. Yep. And then his wife, this part was suspicious to me, his wife pushes him to drink. They're like... He's like, no, I'm good. And then she's like... She comes and brings him a shot. And she's like egging him on to drink it. And he's like, doesn't want to. It's very weird. And everybody's like, are you in? Are you in? Like, so it's a very telegraphed... Like, these people are all in it. He's starting to realize that they're all in it. And he's starting to feel like he's trapped. Right? And, um... Then when they are driving, him and his wife are driving home, he gets pulled over and the police officer comes up and he says it's because he didn't come to a complete stop at the stop sign. And then the police officer turns off his body cam and then he tells him, I see what's going on here. Y'all are just having a good night. I'm going to follow you home.
1: Yeah. How,
0: how, how far away are you from here? And he's yeah. like three minutes. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to follow you home. And so, Tom says, thank you. And so, I mean, Tom was suspicious beforehand. He had already pulled his weapon and, like, hit it between the seat. And um, when he rolls up the window and the cop starts to walk back to his car, his wife says, are you going to tell me what's going on? Yeah. And he says, why don't you ask your uncle what's going on? Yeah. And she says, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then he proceeds to tell her everything on the ride home. And then they're sitting at the kitchen table and the cop leaves and then, um, uh, he tells her that there's only one thing that he loves almost as much as he loves her and it's being a cop, but being a cop doesn't love him. Yeah. And that part actually made me, um, really sad for him. And also sad for cops that actually do wind up in that position because, historically speaking, anybody that you know that's recorded that people that turn any kind of evidence against their fellow cops for any kind of wrongdoing end up getting ostracized and ganged up on. And
1: I imagine it's just a tough job in general too. I mean, you think about everything that detectives have to deal with. I mean, we were watching that other series about the missing people yeah there was real life kind of here because it was on netflix but it was about you know richmond county and it was uh it's interesting that you know it's, it's hard to deal i mean think about that being your job to deal with day in day out you get one thing done and then it's yeah I
0: mean, but i just mean specifically if you are a good person who's on the force yeah. who wants to do nothing but good and then you end up having to turn your own fellow police officers in because they're doing something shady and then you are the one who gets ostracized
1: yeah tough
0: and it's it's I just feel for them yep um, so um who's talking who, who said this I have it written down Wally says something t- Wally and Alan are talking uh, because Alan is called. Alan calls Tom and says, "Hey, let me explain everything. Come yeah, by come, tomorrow come by morning. morning." And um, and then he hangs up and he says to, because Wally's in the room while he makes that call, and he says to Wally, "He's kept his mouth shut before. He'll do it again."
1: And that's why I say I think he didn't know about his partner before.
0: But see, I thought that they just assumed, just like Eli assumed that he knew about his partner. Then maybe he didn't know about his partner.
1: I don't know. I, I took that to mean he did know about him.
0: Oh. And he didn't say anything. Okay. Well then why would he get all the rat and you know, stuff? And why would he say the thing about love being a cop and it doesn't love him? I don't know, maybe not. That's what I'm saying.
1: Some of the movie is left open like this. Like, I agree, it, it, but
0: I I feel like it was just one of those things I where can like see that. He didn't know and and, and 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 but nobody believed that he didn't know, so then it worked to Alan's advantage to say that. Yeah, maybe in that time period. Yeah, that
1: maybe that's probably the angle better angle to take from it.
0: So <clears throat> Tom goes to the chief because he feels like he knows Wally's dirty. He feels like Alan's dirty. So he goes
1: Yeah, who else is in on
0: this? The Chief. Yeah. And so the Chief asks if he's told anyone, and he says no. He doesn't say he's told Judy. Uh-huh. He knows to protect Judy. And then the next morning, um, he goes to the meeting with Alan uh, to for Alan to explain what's going on. He takes the chief with him, and the chief says he's got to take a leak. Uh-huh. So while the chief walks off, so while the chief walks off to the downstairs powder room, um, Alan turns towards the stairs and. And then he turns back to Tom and he says, "Run! You got to get out of here. You gave them everything. Yeah, you get run. Everything. Yeah. And um, and Tom is taken aback because now he knows well the chief's on on it. Because if Alan's telling me to run, yep, it's 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 all bad. And so then Alan goes upstairs alone and he says, "It's over. He knows." and is immediately shot and so Tom goes to the bathroom to confront to confront the chief and the, tree, the chief tries to draw draw down on Tom but Tom shoots him and kills him and then Wally comes downstairs Wally is who c- shot and killed Alan Wally comes downstairs and uh, the, Wally and Tom both have guns drawn on each other and then The kids that were at the house, because there were kids at the house, (laughs) they were outside playing. The kids at the house throw a frisbee. The frisbee hits the window behind Wally. Wally turns to look at the noise and Tom and shoots him. And um, Tom is still alive, or sorry, Wally is still alive, but he can't feel his legs. That's what he he says when, when Tom walks over there. And then Tom calls 911 as the kids are looking in the window. Yeah, and I think it's assumed that uh,
1: Wally dies and that because he stops
0: moving, so... Oh, I thought he was... I thought it was assumed that he was just paralyzed. Oh.
1: No, so he sits down and he's opened his cut up on his hand again. Yeah, he had a
0: cut from the very beginning of the story, which... um, one thing that i've learned from just police stuff that i've watched over the years is that generally when you kill somebody by stabbing them you're going to end up cutting yourself at some point in time so i think that it was in it was another red herring situation where they showed his cut on his hand yeah to try to imply that maybe he was involved he with it involved in something but again he was not involved he Literally cut his hand in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, it leaves a lot of stuff open ended so that you can, you're kind of guessing throughout the movie. Right. Which is a
0: good, that's a good crime story. Yeah, yeah, that's how you do it. I thought
1: so too. I I thought it was
0: good. So Tom calls 911, and we, the next scene, we see Will is on the golf links and the FBI come up on golf carts to arrest him. To arrest him. And then, um, this is the part that I didn't really understand at the very end. I know they did it on purpose for some kind of visual connection to the snakeskin at the beginning, but they do a paraffin wax treatment on Tom's hand. Him and his wife do a home paraffin wax treatment on his hand at the end and they peel it off. So it's supposed to mimic the snakeskin at the beginning. But I'm, what I don't like about that is like, is that supposed to imply that he's a snake?
1: Well, see, I, it's, and again, that's when I flip back the other way and say, maybe he did know it about his partner and didn't do the right thing the first time, but he tried to do the right thing this time. And I'm still not completely convinced his wife Judy didn't know some of what was going on because I don't think Judy knew. So, but then why make him take that shot?
0: Um, I think she was just, th- just, like, having fun and thought that they were having fun at their friend's yeah. house. I think she didn't, she didn't, she didn't recognize what was going on. I, I don't think Maybe. she, I don't think she Again, it's involved. got,
1: it kind of, some of that is kind of left.
0: And I also, we talked about this afterwards. I feel like Alan wasn't, like, super dirty. I think Alan, because of his MS diagnosis, was getting that held over his head, um,
1: or and maybe not even held over his head maybe it was hey if you want to stay we you help you have to help us help us you can stay and help us out with this stuff
0: yeah
1: It kind of looked the other way I
0: think on he it. got roped into it because yeah. of his MS diagnosis is what I'm going to assume especially because of the fact that he warned Tom to get out I don't think he was yeah. as dirty as the chief and Wally were yeah he
1: certainly didn't want to but I mean again Tom's wife is his niece, so I think right. there's some, you know. Hey, I don't want you know.
0: But again, that harkens back to if his if his niece was also involved, you know, it would it. Yeah. I don't think that he would have been like wrong. And nobody
1: ever it never really is clear who kills Summer, elsewhere. The,
0: uh, yeah, the we don't know if it's Wally. Yeah. We're to assume that it's, it's Wally, Wally, but, but maybe w-
1: it's Will. Maybe it was Will.
0: I don't think so, just because the specifically what they were talking about, you'd have bruises and stuff like that, and I don't, you know.
1: Yeah, that is never really explained. That's kind of the one thing I didn't like about it. I, I, that's the initial murder, and it was supposedly so violent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would have liked to have known who...
0: Right, especially because Wally seems to maybe it just was the, Maybe
1: it was the ex-husband, because he was obviously deal, had, dealing and selling drugs and stuff. I don't know. Or maybe that he wasn't really doing that, and they planted it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I think they planted that stuff on him. I don't think he really I, was. I don't, I don't know. But maybe I could be wrong. He could have been doing it... He could have been selling stuff.
1: Yeah. So I would have liked a little more clarification on that from it to see what it.
0: Happened. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I would have liked clarification on. What happened to Eli? Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's. I think that's a.
0: Yeah, but I would have liked to have like known for sure, or like yeah. somebody found out about it, because otherwise Eli just goes well, on.
1: I think Tom puts it together with the bleach and stuff that oh, they gotcha. just they, they disappeared him and cleaned up. Yeah. So that one I'm okay with because that one you've got a pretty good idea of. You know what had happened with it, but like the summer thing, you're really not sure who.
0: Yeah.
1: It never really answers the question of who killed her. Yeah. But you know, that's I think that's sort of the point of the movie is you get people that aren't really that are duplicitous and sort of shed their skin and you can see who they really are underneath.
0: Yeah. But it doesn't for. For Summer to me it doesn't make sense that they stabbed her. Like it it Wally's been shooting everybody. So like I just don't understand why you didn't just shoot Summer. Why yeah,
1: exactly. You, that's yeah. what I say. It's 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 that maybe it was Will. You know.
0: But again, you don't they checked him. He would have had some kind of bruises you or marks on him. You. I don't know. She clearly fought back. She had defensive wounds on her yeah, from that's fighting true. back. I
1: don't know. Oh well, I guess it's we'll never know.
0: Um so do you want to know the Justin Timberlake drama? Do we have enough time for it? Oh,
1: I think maybe we save that for another podcast. I doubt we'll get to it then. Okay. Um, Alright, you have two minutes.
0: Okay, two minutes. Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, dated in the early 2000s. They were musketeers together. Yes, they wore the Canadian tuxedos to the VMAs. Okay. Um, apparently, she had an abortion while they were together. That she got pregnant oh, at some that point. That was
1: Justin's baby.
0: Yeah, and she got pregnant oh. at some point in time, and he um, was the one who wanted her to have the abortion. She wanted to keep it. He oh. wanted her to have the abortion. But the real drama is, is that um, so no, she did have the abortion because he wanted her to. But then afterwards, when they broke up, he broke up with her by text. And then he went and bad-mouthed her to all these people. He was going around talking about how he took her virginity and stuff like that on Howard Stern and stuff. So, just real creepy behavior.
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty awful.
0: Yeah, um, so. Alright,
1: well. I don't particularly think he's that great. That was pretty awful stuff to do.
0: Yeah, so your opinion of Justin Timberlake probably has gone down a whole lot. <laughs>
1: I mean, I guess he's older now. Maybe he's changed. I don't know. Well, don't
0: know, he's married with two children.
1: It's harder. It's hard to know with celebrities if they've changed yeah. or not. I mean, Brittany's always seemed to have a bit of a screw loose. So. I
0: feel for the poor girl. She's been yeah. used and objectified her entire life. So, I don't know. I yeah. feel for her.
1: Yeah, she has. So. I always liked Brittany.
0: I did too. So,
1: even though she's a little cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to go dance with knives. Um, So, you just looked at me like you have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) You need to look up your Britney lore. Uh. Um, uh, So, anyways, (laughs) (laughs) if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcast. And as always, we ask you to go make some popcorn.